Welcome to a podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in McKeesport, PA, the friendly church in the heart of town since 1885. We're located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport. We invite you to join us this Sunday for worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at stephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Our celebrant was the Reverend David Kinsey, and our musical director and organist was Georgia Labetta. Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. And then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He didn't know what to say, for they were terrified. And then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly when they looked around, They saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. gospel reading was about the transfiguration of Jesus. 
And basically what he was saying in the gospel reading was Jesus was changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Now we think, well, that's Jesus. And he's the only one that that can happen to. But you can change. You can have your clothes dazzling white because of the change you've made in your life. One of the difficulties in the church today, and I'm speaking mostly about mainline churches because sometimes they just don't get it. Change is very difficult to do. And yet we change all the time. Some women change their clothes two or three times before they go out the door. Some men look in the mirror two or three times to make sure they look pretty. Change is just something we do in life. And so what's so difficult to change in the church? But the comments I hear are, well, we've never done it that way before. That's, that's a common thing. That, well, the last preacher was different. I have a very dear friend, and I'm not going to tell you what church it is, uh, because it's, but it's a mainline church. <clears throat> he has about 350 members in his congregation. He said, David, if my service doesn't end right at 12 o'clock, people get up and leave. They don't care in the middle of a baptism, in the middle of a sermon, they just get up and leave. He said, it's kind of like coming into a church, plugging yourself into the prayer wall, and then you get filled up, and you unplug, I'm filled, I'm going to go home, I'm, I'm good for the week. The interesting thing about that is people say, well, the last preacher ended at 12 o'clock. You know what's sad about that? The last preacher was there 35 years ago. And they're still talking about the last preacher in the church. Change is so difficult. I have a, a, dear, a very dear friend up in Chambersburg. And for those of you that are visiting today, and, and we welcome you, um, I have an electrical business. I do consulting work for transformers. And transformers in switchgear are unforgiving. You can be killed in an instant. And that's why there are so many safety measures taken. And this gentleman found out that I was a priest. I don't advertise, I never did, advertise to my customers that I was an ordained clergy person. And he found out I was an Episcopal priest and he said to me one day, he said, David, could I, could I have a cup of coffee with you after I finish work today? And I said, sure, Dave. So I met with him and I said, what's on your mind? He said, I haven't talked to my sister for 15 years. She lives in this town of Chambersburg. I have not seen her for 15 years. And it breaks my heart. I go to bed at night wondering how she's doing. That when we were running around as little kids, we were really tight. And I said to him, I said, well, David, why did you split off and not talk to each other? He said, I don't know. And so I listened to his tale of woe, and I said, David, let me tell you something. If something happens to either one of you, and you don't seek forgiveness, 
of the other person that you may or may not have hurt. The person that is alive is going to live with that the rest of their life and is torturous. I'm sure some of you people here today have problems in your life and you have to live with it as much as you hate it because it eats at you. Maybe, maybe you have said something wrong to somebody and you've hurt their feelings and you don't have the, the power nor the pride to say I'm sorry. And so I sat with David and I, he said, what should I do? I said, well, David, I, it's, it's real simple. It's simple for me to say, especially. Call your sister on the telephone and tell her you want to take her to dinner. He did that. He took his sister to dinner, not only that next night, but every night for about a week and a half. And finally he said, can I have coffee with you again? So we, we had coffee again. And he said, David, you're not going to believe this. My sister and I are as tight as we were when we were little kids. I said, did you ever figure out why you split? He said, that's the funny part. Neither one of us could remember why we were angry at the other person. Two weeks later, David was a Highline operator. And he was up in a bucket, and he got hit with 13,000 volts, and it killed him instantly. His sister came to me and said, thank you. Thank you for bringing us together, even if it was for two weeks. You see, we can change just like Jesus was transfigured. And you can wait till Ash Wednesday, or you can start today. You can become a different person. In my lifetime, I have probably lost 3,000 pounds. I gained 10, lose 7, gain 14, you know, it's just, it's up and down. And when I lose a lot of weight, people say, boy, you're looking good, babe. And that happens to you. People will, if, if, you, if you're willing to change, if you're willing to be transfigured, from this moment on, people are going to look at you and say, okay, what's up? You, just, you look too good, man. I mean, you're just too kind to me anymore. You can change. But it's up to you. And that's the problem with our mainline churches today. We're afraid to change because we never did it that way before. We have a tendency, I, I think it's built into our human nature, that when something goes wrong, it's somebody else's fault. It's not our fault, it's always somebody else. And, and, and it kind of amuses me because I try to stay away from faulting people. If there's somebody that's very negative, uh, I, I don't like being around negative people because they drag you down. And so I just kind of stay away from negative people. But I never blame anybody except myself when I do something wrong, and I'm really good at it. I do something wrong almost every day. Thank God I have some wonderful mentors that will say to me, David, I'm not so sure you ought to try that. They hold me accountable. They cause me to be changed. And you can be changed three times in the course of a day. 
Because every time you sin, you certainly want to clean that act up and ask for God's forgiveness. And he'll forgive you like right now, as long as that forgiveness is in your heart. So don't blame somebody else for where you are today. Don't blame the government. Don't blame your husband or your wife. Don't blame the family because of where you are. Take that responsibility and change for the good. I have to read you this wonderful story about a man on a hot air balloon. Has anybody in here ever been up in a hot air balloon? <clears throat> Good. I, fly, I, I used to fly airplanes a lot, and I, and I could never get in a basket. I could, never, I could never get in that thing. I went to Albuquerque one time. They had that, that balloonorama out there, and it's just hundreds and hundreds of these huge and colorful balloons. It's a sight to behold. And I had a chance to go up in a hot air balloon. I said, no, thank you. I like it here on the ground. At least when I was flying out of a propeller, that's called false security, but it got me where I wanted to go. A man in a hot air balloon realized he was lost. He lowered his altitude and spotted a man below. Now I have, believe it or not, been around hot air balloons, and when you lower yourself, you can actually talk to the person, even if they're 300 feet in the air. It's just like having a conversation that we're having today. I don't know what to, how that works, but anyhow. He shouted to him, excuse me, can you help me? I promised a friend of mine I would meet him an hour ago, but I don't know where I am. The man consulted his portable GPS, and he replied, you're in a hot air balloon, approximately 30 feet above the ground elevation, 2,346 feet above sea level. You are at 31 degrees, 14.97 minutes north latitude, 100 degrees, 49.09 minutes west longitude. The guy rolled his eyes and said, you must be an engineer. He says, I am, replied the man. How did you know? Well, answered the balloonist, everything you told me is technically correct, but I have no idea what to do with your information, and I'm still lost. Frankly, you have not been much help to me at all. The man on the ground smiled and responded, you must be in management. <laughs> I am, replied the balloonist. How did you know? Well, said the man, you don't know where you are or where you're going. You've risen to where you are due to a large quantity of hot air. You made a promise you have no idea how to keep, and you expect me to solve your problem. You're in exactly the same position you were in before we met, but somehow now it's all my fault. <laughs> Today, you have a wonderful opportunity to change. God is expecting you to become dazzling white. Don't fail him, because he's counting on you to change. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share the gospel, to learn how change is so important in our life, even if we have to do it every hour on the hour. Help us to change for the better, so that we might glorify you in a very special way. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 
You've been listening to a podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church, located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport since 1885. Heard today were the Reverend David Kinsey and our church choir under the direction of Georgia Labetta. The gospel reading was from the book of Matthew. We invite you to join us for Sunday worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at stephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you. Thank you.